Good morning and welcome to ASL's HR in 10. At 10. I'm Jason Perry. And I'm Kimberly Bradshaw. And we're going to talk to you about what's going on in the world of human resources and employment law. So, Kimberly, I kind of think we ought to talk about, uh, there's, there's lots of articles talking about burnout and actually particularly in HR, aren't there? Yes, and I think they're absolutely right. Um, as you know, I read an article earlier in the week about, uh, it was talking about um, American HR people, and mm. I know I'm highly biased, but I don't think they've had anywhere near as many employment law changes as we have. And, you know, they're all talking about the fact that 18 months of unrelating change has has been tough. And we know it, you know, I haven't had a time off. I tried to take four days off in May and uh, to spend with my godson and his family. And I ended up uh, working before and after I saw them. So I had yes. a day that was double the length for four days. Yes. Well, I know just the support we're providing to our clients. I mean, uh, we, we run the uh, ASLHR forum each week. And seeing the issues people are feeling on that um, and the kind of um, comments we get back, which are very much about this is almost like a family and a support group in terms of they feel a need for the extra support in order to get through the challenges and changes they're going through. So I, I really think it's on to something. But I read something else that I thought was fascinating in that. And I don't mean to be alarmist here, but the health experts think we're closer to the beginning of this crisis than we are to the end. So... I don't think we're, in terms of the dealing with it and the handling the fallout, I think we've got a lot still to come. Yes, I agree. I mean, this has been a short, sharp, shock, short in inverted commas, obviously. But, you know, now we need to learn learn how to deal with it, how to make companies safe for their employees and workers for the long term, bearing in mind that we're likely to be having this permanently going forward so you know I can see the sense in that Uh, but you know all this burnout in HR also made me think about that our our favorite quote about um, you know they better not call HR pink and fluffy after this yes but it made me wonder you know how much do people realize what HR has been going on yes because Employees have been infected, leaders have been affected, and, you know, we try to support everyone and put everyone else before ourselves, and, you know, I wonder if it has been an opportunity for people to understand quite what HR do. I'd I'd hope so. I mean, we did have that lovely comment from, um, I've tried to think of his name now, Greg from Octopus, who uh, um, clearly had a slightly different view on on, on HR. I guess there are always one or two that don't see the benefit in that. But for so many organisations, we've seen some of our clients expand their HR team during this crisis. And Mm. I think that's probably the... The, the consensus feeling is it is adding value, it is improving it, and they've really uh, contributed and paid for themselves this year. Mm. So. And, you know, we've still had all the normal stuff that goes on day-to-day going on around us. So Absolutely. Like disciplinary grievance, performance yes. issues. You know, so we've had all the normal stuff, which is pretty busy anyway, plus uh, all the COVID stuff. But, yeah, yeah to- Totally, totally. I, I think whilst talking um, 
as it were, about those normal issues and what's going on and what HR is dealing with, I kind of think it's worth a mention of what we talked about last week. This time last week, um, we said, you've heard it here first, Google are talking about implementing pay cuts for people working from home. And it, it was quite interesting because there was varied reaction to that. Um, and we thought it couldn't happen. We thought it would be difficult here. But have you seen the report in People Management today it's saying two thirds of employers are planning pay cuts for people who work from home? Yes, and I, I think it's, A, it's very sad. Um, I think also what's important to bear in mind there is that over half of those people in that survey had actually agreed that they'd made cost savings mm -hmm. through this. But when you combine that also with the, the challenges in the recruitment market at the moment, where salaries are going, you know, far more about this than I do, but, um, you know, salaries are going up, people are demanding more, there's sign-on bonuses. It's going to make, A, employee engagement very difficult, and B, retention very challenging. Yes. And, uh, you know, I think you have to take a strategic view in this and not try and take a knee-jerk reaction. And yeah. Right now, what you need to do is think about how are we a desirable employer, an employer of choice, rather than quick, how do we fill that role? If, you, if you're working on how do we fill that role, then you've got the same problem next week, next month, next year, and it's putting a solution into place that's going to make a difference. And when your competition are offering joining bonuses, as you say, we've got employers paying 1,000, 2,000, 5,000 pound joining bonuses, is now the time to be telling some of your people, by the way, we're going to give you a pay cut because you're not as valuable working from home? I think we've got to get a lot of the balance right. And I, I, I think it may be very short-sighted. Yes, I mean, if it was me, I would recommend that you give a small pay increase to those that are still wanting to commute pro rata to their travel costs um, depending on how far away from the office they live and what have you some people choose to live a long way away uh, but some kind of recognition because the other thing I think I noticed in that um, survey and correct me if I'm wrong but was it nearly 40% said that they'd singled out for a pay reduction all those who were wanting to fully remotely work whereas they weren't applying that to hybrid workers who did a bit of both yes i'll tell you what the other concern i've got on this one um and that is around uh, flexible working requests mm. if you actually have flexible working requests effectively linked to yes you can have this if you take a pay reduction we may find flexible working requests perceived as denied and a larger number of claims at just the time when I think the market is moving more. To, uh, as I said uh, actually yesterday in our um, uh, employment forum, oh, I think. I've, yeah, oh, no, yes, actually, sure. do you know, it wasn't then. It was a guest speaker slot I did on Tuesday for the Chamber of Commerce. I was making uh, the point, yes. I think we're going to be driven to a, to a, a flexible market by market forces, not by regulation. And I think to make these kind of changes now, it's quite dangerous. 
Absolutely, it is. And I'm sure there will be discrimination that lurks out of that going forward as well. Yes, I I, I think so. Um, Look, in terms of uh, wrapping up our time slot, um, let's just quickly bring in one last issue. Um, And I think probably it'd be an interesting one to pick up on the time off for vaccines while we're talking about the importance of treating your people well. Yes, that has really fascinated me that there is such a a huge percentage, I can't remember the figures now, but people that are employers that are not giving their employees time off uh, for their, oh, sorry, no, they're allowing them time off for their vaccine, but they're not paying them for yes, it. Yes, twenty five percent an hour or so. Yes. I just think that's very short sighted. Twenty five percent of employers um, are not paying for time off for vaccinations, and you know, you come back to this point where it's about how your people feel. It's about how you treat them and look after them. And if what you really want to do is create a safe place, you want to create a perception, clearly a reality as well, but you want to create a perception that you have a COVID safe environment and your people will be looked after and you care for their welfare, then surely you want to encourage your people to go and take the vaccine. Exactly. And, you know, I told you earlier about an example of... um, a business contact of mine, we were chatting yesterday, and uh, she'd been to an event with about 30 other people. Everyone had been double vaccinated, apart from one person who was an anti-vaxxer, who, although they didn't have it, was carrying it and gave it to everyone. And, you know, percentage yeah. of them ended up in hospital. And it it's things like that that employers need to be aware of um, yes. for the safety. Yes. I like the idea that you told me about one of our favourite HR people, getting the vaccine on site. Ah, yes. The idea of, and and I think we'll see this in the coming weeks and months to, shall we say, pick up the stragglers. We've already seen vaccine centres pop up at nightclubs in London. I think the final stages may be about um, almost school style of saying, Mm. we'll we'll send a vaccine operation on site for the morning and actually being able to tackle workers that haven't yet been vaccinated. Maybe how we get through some of the younger age groups. Yes, I think, you know, it it makes sense. If you're a large enough employer, it's good enough. It's a good idea. Or, you know, also there are, you know, business centres or, um, you know, those industrial sites and things like that. You know, people club together and get it done for all of the staff on that area. Yes. Pop, um, pop-up vaccine centres, I think, is probably the way forward. Um, Kimberly, we've been talking for 10 minutes, and this is HR in 10, so we need to bring this to a close. Talking of HR burnout, um, to avoid me from getting burnout, I'm actually taking a well-earned holiday next week. So for the first time in about 18 months, I am actually taking a week away. So we won't be here next week, but we hope to be back the following week. Um, our usual HR forum will also not be on next week, but Kimberly will be chairing it the following week. So do keep in touch there. And we shall see you again in a couple of weeks. Look forward to it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.